Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to Maths Hysteria, a podcast all about Married at First Sight with me, Omar Abid, and Sarah Clark at Sarah Clark Celebrates on Instagram. Hi. Hiya. Hiya. <laughs> no, um, no Claire today. I know, I'm looking at this little empty chair across from me. We decided it was in her best interest that she leave the process at this point. I know, point. she was too toxic, <laughs> so we had a word. Yeah. No, she's taking her relative to a hospital appointment. Oh, it makes it sound sad now we've taken the piss out of her. But she is toxic all round, isn't she? Yeah, very much so. She didn't even leave us any biscuits or anything. What she? a cow. <laughs> yeah. um, but she has left us a voice note. Do you think we should just listen to it now? Do you want to put it on now? I don't know. Yeah, all right, why I'm not? so keen. I mean, to be fair, the difference... Compared to your voice note last week, is I kind of s- suspected yours would be about Brad and Shona, but there's been so much that's happened. I don't know what Claire's going to say. That's true. Let's have a listen. You're right, darlings. Accents on voice notes. It's our thing, isn't it? No? Okay. Um, sorry, I can't be there today. So I hope you're not missing me too much. I'll be back on Tuesday. I'll keep it short because I know that there is a lot for you guys to cover today. What a dramatic week on maths. Bloody hellfire was dramatic. So a couple of things that um, I noticed that annoyed me, I guess, that I wanted to kind of comment on how different JJ was on the couch and how shocked he was at what Bianca said, even though it seems like we've heard all of that from Bianca before, but the stuff JJ was saying, I don't think we've heard before. Um, I wondered if he was saying what he thought the experts wanted to hear. He had all the maths language down, you know. Um, So, yeah, that was quite interesting. I thought uh, JJ was very different on the couch. And then they had quite an awkward exchange afterwards, didn't they? Um, So they're not going along too well this week. But the main thing, I think, really, I know we had the Brad and Shona situation, and you guys will talk about that, and Portia and Terence left, which, by the way, has caused a lot of beef on Instagram. I know, Omar and um, Sarah, you've seen some of that between Portia and Luke, so that's all been very interesting, really adding to the drama. Um, But the main thing, I think, has been the spa day drama. That was out of the blue and quite a shocker. Um, So we saw different sides to Ella and Tasha that we haven't seen before. Uh, particularly Tasha I guess but I was quite shocked by Ella's comments to Erica of sort of you know I'm a girl's girl and I see the best in everyone um, and I try to get on with everyone but you've got bad energy Uh, that was they were hurtful comments I really felt for Erica in that moment because it was very you know it's you versus us and we are better than you you're the reason we're not getting along with you Um, and that just seemed really harsh and really hurtful so it was really sad for Erica in that moment Um, and hopefully you know they can make it up maybe when there's not as much Prosecco involved 
Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing the episode and I'll see you all on Tuesday. Bloody hellfire, it'll be a good one. So that's it for this week's Math Sister. <laughs> that's keeping it brief, bloody hell. She's covered everything. Yeah. Right, should go get a curry. <laughs> no, to be fair, I mean, she's right. There's a lot to talk about. I, I mean, like her energy. She's got a lot of energy sending her voice notes. High, <laughs> high energy, bad vibes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bloody hellfire. No, there, there's, I mean, we've had a chat just before we started recording. How are we going to tackle it? Well, it's funny, on a Friday episode, we're talking about Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, and there's been a dinner party, a commitment ceremony, an unexpected spa day, (laughs) which felt like try and make couples cheat day. Um, So yeah, I think we should just go back as far as we can to just quickly go over the dinner party. Because that was... Zut alors, there was the drama in the French. And luckily I speak fluent franglaise. So if we go back to the dinner party, which does feel like a while ago now, it was almost like George and Peggy versus the world. It was very much... But I'm, I think I'm the same as you, Omar. I couldn't quite understand the pure hatred towards George because I, even though I myself didn't like him at the beginning because of all his boob chat, mm-hmm. he seems like he's mellowed a little bit. But then the group were saying, we don't like your boyfriend, we don't like your boyfriend. Yeah, like, what's, what's he done? I don't know. Has he killed kittens in his spare time? <laughs> It's, it's strange because, I mean, I know that they didn't like them both wading in and talking about which couples were just friends and who shouldn't, who doesn't deserve to be there. That wasn't very fair. No. But it was almost like a lot of it was aimed at Georges and he was like a bad influence on Peggy or something. If he's, again, undoubtedly, there's been times where he's been a prick, n- namely the wedding day. Yeah. <laughs> with all his boob chat, as, you, as you've said. Yeah. But since then, I think the biggest criticism we've had of George is that he's been... He's Too much been, of a yes man. Yeah, I exactly. Know. I, I, there must be stuff we're not seeing. He must give off, I mean, again, like we keep saying vibes, bad energy, <laughs> bad vibes. He must give off a bit of a dickish energy because everybody was saying your boyfriend's just not very nice. And even Ella, like, I feel Ella, Ella's quite fair. Ella's quite open. And she was like, sorry, don't like your boyfriend mm-hmm. to Peggy. And then Peggy was put in quite an uncomfortable position, wasn't she? Where And we've probably all been there. Where it's like your friends versus your partner. If there's a bit of drama, who do you side with? I've not been there. You've not been there? <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> I've been there like yeah. 10 times. Um, the, then the heated French argument between oh, right. Georges and yeah. uh, Porsche. Because it never occurred to me that Porsche could speak French. Congolese background. Exactly, yeah. And then it was making me laugh because Georges had that white polar neck on and he looked like Poirot's son or something, didn't he? And it was like, he just needed like a little pipe or something, a little cigar. It was unnecessarily dramatic. Well, the, the cause of all these things, as I feel we're going to come back to again and again, is whether you're allowed to give your opinion on people, especially behind their backs. And my position on that is... You should. It's, yeah, it's a fucking fundamental human, right? You shouldn't expect that people aren't going to talk about you behind your back. What's that saying of, like, people are going to talk about you and it's none of your business? Because yeah. basically they have opinions of you regardless. I'm sure people listening to this being like, yeah, and we hate you, Sarah, get off the podcast. <laughs> but I feel like this show is very much geared around like rightly or wrongly this show is geared around discussions about relationship discussions people are put like they have to open up about how they're doing but also they comment they comment on each other mm-hmm. and that's part of the whole premise of the show yeah so saying like take my name out of your mouth and all this sort of like like <laughs> slang like this talk this like shit talk that's like about to fight between everybody but a few people have said that it feels like but that's sort of the whole point I don't know, it's obviously not nice to be talked about, but the show is, or has become, how each couple is doing in comparison to each other, in comparison to how they've been before, and talking about how some couples are in the friendship zone. That's natural conversation that people are going to have. Yeah, of course. But I can also understand being hurt by hearing that people have been talking behind your back. What I enjoyed was that, well, not enjoyed, but I thought it was interesting. Yeah, enjoyed. Fuck it. <laughs> For some reason, Peggy and George were singled out. Peggy and Peggy's been saying this to us and saying this to that person. But Shona and Laura were part of that conversation oh, I know, as well. I know it's and very hypocritical. All of it is very hypocritical because everyone talks about everyone. 
I mean, in fairness, when Portia said, I've never talked about you, you're boring. I think she said you're boring. <laughs> I've never talked about you. In fairness, I don't, I can't think of an example where Portia has slagged people off. I think she's more more concerned with what her and Terence are doing. The only thing I can remember is when she did her impression of Brad doing the I see you, I oh, love yeah. you, which, you know, Brad's, Brad's fair game. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's totally fair game. I mean, ultimately it comes down to, should they be talking about each other? Sort of the premise of the show. Yes, it is. And especially the reason they were talking about them was because of this spin the bottle by Oh my word, which... we haven't talked about spin the bottle. <laughs> I am shooketh. I am absolutely blown away. And it's, everybody was playing. It was like Tom and Roz who seemed so like sweet and innocent. Yeah. It was Jay and Luke who seemed really solid. I mean, I'm not saying spin the bottle is like a group orgy, but it was just interesting because I wasn't expecting it at all. Yeah. And then it's so funny, out of Terence and Portia, little Miss 10pm is out partying. Well, Terence was with his kids. Was he? Yeah. So, because it's so funny, because Terence had himself as this, like, player out late, (laughs) and Portia are tucked up in bed, and then she's the one out snogging people. And it sounded like there was a lot of, like, girl on girl, boy on boy. Yeah. It was quite open by the sounds of it. Yeah, which is like, they're they're all much more... It's all very 2023. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I get it. Drinking game's drinking game. Rules are rules. Once you sit down at the table. <laughs> it's all fair game. Yeah. It is, I know that she would have downplayed it to Terence. Yeah. And you know that he was hurt. And then it was so funny because she was just trying to quash it, quash it, quash it. Because <laughs> she knew if she could get in there first and have the answer, like, I'm sick of talking about this is boring. It's like, yeah, but of course you're going to say that. Because yeah. you don't want it brought up again. She, she literally, the first time we heard about it, she said, I'm sick of talking about I it. I, I hope no one brings it up. Like, well, we just fucking heard about it two minutes ago. She fucking ran over to him when Luke was talking. She Luke did. going, Luke going like, um, uh, she kissed like, I don't know, four, four. people. <laughs> French kissing. Tongues. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's been a long time since I played Spin the Bottom. Maybe I'm showing my age. But like, what happened to Yahtzee? What happened to, what happened to Uno? <laughs> Even Twister. I mean, Twister's looking to be saucy. But like, I was surprised to hear they've been playing Spin the Bottle. Because... But I mean, the, the Porsche's 36. I know. Like... That's the thing, like... I maybe I feel like I'm so naive this podcast has drawn a light on how naive I am but you think people are there for the right reasons or at least some of them and I'm I am confused why Portia who had herself as like loyalty is really important to me mm. I will not stand being cheated on mm-hmm. um having like this like set life of being like uh, a mum and a role model and a bigger and all that she had all these things set out and I didn't have her pegged yeah. as a spin the bottle mm-hmm person where she was going to jeopardise everything because her and Terence were actually doing really well that week. Yeah. And then she basically cheated. She did basically cheat on him because if she if he didn't know it was happening yeah. until afterwards, that's not really fair. Right. This is the perfect segue into a sort of discussion I had with uh, Paul Brunson. What is cheating? And when, when I say sort of discussion, I did a story and he replied to it. <laughs> <laughs> Deep and meaningful. <laughs> yeah. Because he'd said on, on the programme that you need to set out your boundaries before of what is cheating and what isn't. And logically that makes sense. But for example, in my marriage with Claire, I wouldn't have thought, like we met when we were 36, something mm-hmm. like that. I wouldn't have thought that I would need to say to her, um, don't play spin the bottle. Don't play spin the bottle. <laughs> if you sit down at the table, or game rules are rules, you know, <laughs> don't sit down at the table then. You know, I didn't think we'd have, but I do get what he's saying. Yeah. What You know, you need to set the bound- boundaries, I guess, but I've just never been in a situation. I thought that was an obvious one. That's, I know. I, that's the thing is like, how explicit do you have to be? I think that's when you can tell if you're well matched with somebody because I, for example, would find it cheating if somebody was sending like really emotional texts to someone of the opposite sex saying they had like, feelings for them and nothing physical had happened Mm -hmm. to me that would still be cheating because it's like you're you're seeking validation from that person and you're saying you've got feelings for someone do you know what I mean so it's like there's things where like no nothing's involved and then you could say on the flip side spin the bottle means nothing because it is a game Mm -hmm. and it's whoever the bottle lands on we all know the rules Mm -hmm. but I'm just surprised at Portia in particular with her partner not there everyone else their partner was there so obviously like Jay and Luke might be like oh this is fun we're both playing yes. it means nothing but if your partner's not there mm-hmm. it's just it's a whole nother level yeah because you don't have that like unwritten you've not given each other the like you know hall pass or whatever to play yeah yeah I don't know I don't want to get stuck on it because it's so juvenile. But <laughs> it's, come it's on, Monopoly deal is a great game. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is what 
uh, Terence was saying at the commitment ceremony. Like, I haven't come here to have drama about spin the bottle. All this sort of stuff. I can't believe that Terence have we spoke at length about his DJ lifestyle. We thought he'd be the one to <laughs> yeah. be like pushing the boundaries. And then, I mean, I don't want to jump ahead too much, but it did make me laugh at the commitment ceremony. Oh, it was brilliant. <laughs> when he was like, I'm sorry, I'm leaving. <laughs> he said it twice. No, let's, it, uh, let's not forget, though, he even said he was leaving after such a sincere and heartfelt speech I from know, Portia. Babe, babe, look at me. Look at me. <laughs> I can't. I'm just too it hard not to laugh. just jumped all over the place. I, I could see how she was blindsided because I think he really downplayed his reaction. He was wise to do that. Do you think? He was wise. Made good TV. So he must have really downplayed his reaction because she was like, are you all right? And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it comes to the couch and he's not all right, clearly. And she thought she could make him stay. And it was very funny. (laughs) It was, I mean, I feel harsh, but just being like, I'm sorry, I'm leaving. And the group were like doing these like comedy, like (laughs) like pantomime gasps. And Well, at first she was, she was going to say, no, I'm going to kind of change my answer. And then, no, you know what, actually, I'm going to make him stay. And he was like, sorry. But when the rules are, if one person says stay, you both have to stay. The fact that Terence still wanted to leave, it was just so comical the way he did it. He was like, sorry. And he's almost like rubbing his hands together. I'm off, I'm off. I just, something in it really tickled me because it was just so ridiculous. Well, let's jump to the commitment ceremony then. Because I'm sure we'll, we'll come back to stuff at the dinner party if there's more stuff to we're say. Jumping, we're going to take you with us on this wild ride because our <laughs> brains are just jumping all over the place. Because so much has happened this week. Apart from Portia and Terence, what was the biggest memory for you of the through the fog of the last three days oh from, the, from the commitment ceremony? Well, loads of stuff has happened. But one little positive I thought was that, you know, when Roz jumped on Tom Thomas's back and was like, yeehaw! Yeah. That must have actually turned into sex. Yes. Because then... Coitus. The, not that I am an absolute pervert, <laughs> although clearly I am because I bring this up a lot. But then they were saying on the couch that they had had sex again and it was a, obviously a good thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, wow, that like jokey yeehaw was <laughs> like actual <laughs> foreplay. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, so they seem to be doing quite well. Yeah, it's good. I'm, I'm pleased about that. Yeah, me too. They they seem to be like, and it's really sweet. It's such an example of like, not saying every relationship should start like this, but they've started really like gently and sort of like trying to find their feet a little bit. And yeah. obviously things have gone wrong, but they've pulled it back. If you compare their sort of like tortoise journey to the hair of like Brad and Shona, like rushing and yes. then it imploding on itself in quite a drastic sort of way. It feels like Tom and Roz have become the sort of sweethearts of the group and a few people are saying they're actually their favourites. Yes. I've really got high hopes for them now because it almost feels like if they can get over the obstacles they've already got over to be at this point, mm-hmm. it feels relatively strong. And I remember that we'd, we'd speculated in one of our earlier episodes about whether integrating into the group will sort of loosen them up a bit. And it sort of backfired because after we'd said that they had sex for the first time and it all went wrong. Yeah. But now, <laughs> yeah. But now they've gotten over it. I mean, it sounds like they were at the spin the bottle party. I know. They're getting involved. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I'm I'm quite hopeful. They seem much more relaxed generally. I think they've proved to each other that they're both in it. They've both said stay every time. They've, he's forgiven her, she's forgiven him for little things and bigger mm-hmm. things. And it's just like, they're almost like this really satisfying slow burner. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing and them. And you end up, yeah, you end up looking forward to seeing them on screen, whereas before it was quite uncomfortable. And it was like very much like cousins getting married or something. <laughs> it was just really uncomfortable. And now there's like a little flirtation there. And if I can jump forward a tiny bit, Thomas standing up for himself oh, yeah. was quite attractive yes. and quite... Um, I don't know, there was something about that where he showed a different side of himself. I mean, it wasn't a hugely like, attractive side because obviously he was being quite confrontational, but he was standing up for himself. He was standing up for them as a couple. He was almost defending her honour yes. without her there. If she's not a liar, I'm not a liar. And it went a bit too far maybe of being like, apologise, apologise. Like, <laughs> his like, posh voice like, apologise or I'll I, I thrash you. <laughs> I do demand we take this outside. <laughs> it was like Hugh Grant in um, Bridget Jones 2 when they like fall through well, the glass window. I've actually had someone on Twitter saying, 
Because I'd commended Thomas for standing up to Arthur. Yeah. Who, by the way, right? I think it was just pissed, wasn't it? Arthur was shit-faced. I know, his eyes were facing different directions. <laughs> like, I, I don't even feel that bad, badly about Arthur saying what he said. Cause I the, like Arthur. The guy's been ill for like two or three weeks. <laughs> he's, he's fucking hallucinating. On, he's on codeine, everybody. Give <laughs> yeah. him a break. Smashing some, smashing some beers and wine or whatever, just sat there at the spa. And but also what Arthur said had no standing. Like no. everybody, everybody was on Thomas's side because what Arthur was saying was you're lying. But it was like, well, no, they're not because they've, yeah. they've been so honest and so brutally like worked yeah. through this that they're the, almost the last couple that have lied. But the thing is, Arthur hasn't even been there to see it. So <laughs> no, he's still he got, he, that's why he kept going, yeah, at the start. Yeah, that's what I thought at the start. It's like, <laughs> that's all you've seen. Arthur. I know. He kept saying at the start as a trying to like quasi apology. <laughs> so yeah, I think that was an interesting side to Thomas that was actually quite, I don't know, it's just nice to see because you don't want to think of someone as too mellow no, or too no. vanilla. Yeah. And I think they've showed, I mean, they were at the spin, the, like you say, they were at the spin the bottle party. Clearly there's like non vanilla sides to them. I'm making out like Spin the Bottle is like the most <laughs> sordid game you can play. So, yeah, so going back to the, the commitment ceremony, I was, po- I was positive about them. We don't end up seeing loads from Luke and Jay because I think... It's just going all right. Yeah, well, they were worried that is it going to last on the outside? Oh, that was it, yeah. Mel was like, shut up. Yeah, <laughs> she, she got quite strict there, didn't she? Yeah. She said, I'm going to stop you there. I think the experts are really like weighing in this year, this season. Yes. In a way that I like. Oh, God, sorry. Yeah, go jump ahead. Because <laughs> <laughs> that I think that's what I was going to say before uh, and, and we moved on. Charlene holding Portia. To she accounts. I'm, I'm taking responsibility. I don't think you are, I don't my think darling. you are, my darling. <laughs> no, I loved that. I think as a viewer, I love nothing more than when the experts like wade in. Yeah, yeah. And you feel like everyone's getting the vindication. Anyway, so with Jay and Luke, yeah, they had a little wobble, didn't they? They were like, it's almost going too well. When's it going to implode? And they did rightly say, I think it was Mel, just enjoy each day as it comes and just relax. Like every couple has this when they're halfway through the process. Like... We've mm-hmm. seen a side to Luke that, and actually, potentially Jay as well, where they both can be part of the arguments, part of the drama, get their back up a little bit. But they have each other. They seem sort of, like I've said yes. this before, they're solid in their own bubble. Yes. In the group, they can be sort of instigators of a bit of drama. Well, I just don't know what to make of Luke. I like him. I, I like do. him with. I like him with Jay. He seems quite funny. But I, I put a. I put a tweet up saying. Uh, he was telling Brad about what the group was saying about him and then shortly after that Shona has this weird conflict with Laura which I think is going to rumble on we've not quite it's not quite uh, been clarified what mm. what's going going to happen there then he was involved in the thing with Terence and Portia and you can say yeah he's, he's telling his mates and this, but it's just like always seems to be in, involved Slightly, in, involved yeah. in stuff and yeah to help your mates and things but yeah, how many I don't know. Well, wait and see. But you sort of need characters like that, don't you? Because it's like they tell the truth. You've, you've always got respect to people who say it exactly. And I do like Luke for this. He said things to Brad's face that he'd said behind his back. Yes, and yes. He, and he held his point. You know, some people yeah. like fumble and go, oh, no, I never. Like Peggy, like, oh, no, I never said that. It's like, well, we just heard you say it on <laughs> yeah, the previous yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Luke and Jay, Tom and Roz, Paul and Tasha, still going really well on the couch. Yeah. But we've seen another side to Tasha. Yeah. I think, um, yeah. Well, we'll cut, let's come back let's to that because there's, there's more to talk about. Um, with, with Peggy that. and George was a really difficult couch session, wasn't it? Yeah, because she they didn't was... even applaud when they went up to the couch. No. The rest of the rest of the cast, did they not? Someone so... with some of them were giving them the finger. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking, I'm fucking oh my gosh, I thought you were being serious. <laughs> so she was really upset, wasn't she? Yeah. And I, we have to assume there's stuff we haven't seen because it feels like she is supporting George, but nobody else likes him. Whereas for me, I feel like I'm mellowing to him more and more, whereas the group are hating him more and more. Yeah. So we're just not quite seeing... I mean, they're all living together in this block. You don't know what someone's like in the morning. (laughs) You could be like (laughs) grumpy as dickhead. I don't know. But the sofa was George saying quite rightly, like, I need to be more we than I, more Mm -hmm. we than me. And... I don't know. Think about well, her feelings more. To to defend Luke, who I was well, I wasn't. I don't know if you were, I was even criticising him because I don't mm. know. I can't make my mind up with him. 
Luke did bring up the same issues that George brought up, but from what we could tell, George was still banging on about it and maybe yeah. being more aggressive than Luke was. And it's, yeah. you know, it needed to be discussed. Um, the thing is, I was actually grateful to George and Peggy in some respects because they were taking the cheating seriously. Mm-hmm. Like in terms of like the spin the bottle thing was quite shocking to an extent. Yeah. And they were the ones like bringing it up. Otherwise it was going to get brushed under the carpet by Portia. But in a way like Terence needed to see the group's react. I don't know. There was, there was some parts where George and Peggy were, oh, I don't know. <laughs> the problem is you watch an episode, then there's another episode and it all changes and you can't remember what you think. <laughs> it's like, who do I like? I don't know. Oh, I can't remember. It's, it's hard to, to get a, a firm grasp on how you feel because... Spin- We're being gaslit left, right and centre. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the spin the bottle party, it's like, they're all grown-ups. If they've, you know, they've all set their boundaries or whatever with their partner and they've yeah. got whatever agreements, fine, that's up to them. But it's just like the number of them that are involved in doing this, it's, it just seems like... How seriously are you taking this process? Because it sounds like something that would happen at a, a university halls. Or like Love Island or Too Hot to Handle or one of those sort of shows. And it's like, we, the viewer, are made a fool of. We, <laughs> yeah. we give our autumns and our springs <laughs> to these people. And we, like, we're at, the mar- we're at their marriage. We're a guest at their wedding. And mm. then we've bought them like a you know, gravy boat. <laughs> and we've been there all along. And then if they choose to snog other people, mm. we are the fool. Because yeah, we yeah. have given so much of our time. Yeah, Maybe exactly. there's a little bit of that. You've found, found childcare to oh, be no. able to exactly, go to. <laughs> exactly. I'm bloody here talking about it. <laughs> is, uh, is this year... Like it's the most sexual series. Arthur, Arthur coming out with his foot, foot fetish. fetish, and then everyone was like, "There was some Snickers," and people were like, "Well, no, that's the like." And then Paul C. Brunson was yeah. like, you, "Everyone's got their thing." Well done, Arthur. Or yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah, it was an interesting. Well one. done, well done, Arthur. You found your thing. I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't expecting she, that. She seemed to, like Laura seemed a bit shocked that he'd. I think Laura's sometimes like she's managing him a little bit of like <laughs> is what he's saying socially acceptable is what he's wearing socially acceptable <laughs> is how he's behaving socially acceptable um, but yeah they seem they seem pretty solid they do I would like to see more of Arthur so now would because I. again he's been ill he's we've, been absent we've, we've, he'd sort of he's been sniffing feet <laughs> <laughs> and it's given him it's given him a terrible yeah, like, illness he's got athlete's foot in his mouth <laughs> gross <laughs> gross <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'd like to see more from them. Yeah, the last I, last I remember of him, he'd sort of won us over with his redoing the vows on... Um... Oh, that was ages ago. Yeah, That I know. was honeymoon. Oh, well, that, was, uh, that was like three days. You, I know. Geez, that's... <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> We're in a time vortex with maps. Yeah. Notable by their absence, Shona and Brad. Yeah, which brings us sort of crashing back down into reality, doesn't it? Because yes. that is... Correct me if I'm wrong, that hasn't happened before on maths. No, I don't think so. The, I, the, the closest I can think of is last year when Matt and Whitney, w- at the final commitment ceremony, were on the settee first and then Matt left. Yeah. From what I can remember, and I'm a diehard maths fan, I don't think a couple have ever been like disinvited or removed from the process or yeah. asked to leave, which feels like... I'm pleased that the experts are taking things seriously. Mm. But... What the fuck has happened? And then especially when Brad himself admitted that they had a really bad argument yes. and it got he- hot and heavy. It got, I don't know if it got physical, but it just sounded awful. Yeah, yeah. And he took, you know, a bit of responsibility that it was mostly from him. Um, it must have been really upsetting. And then you wonder who was witness to it, were any of the producers witness to it or the experts because they have been removed from the show. Yeah. Like we can, we can like pussyfoot around it. And say, oh, it's for their best. They want them to flourish in the outside world. But they have basically, like, Brad has been removed from the show. Yeah. And which means poor Shona has. And well, she didn't want to go, did no, she? She course. wanted to stay and yeah. get some... Get some help from... Yeah, it was... But, I mean, I think that's why Paul was just, like, being quite blunt of, like, this isn't going to work. This is not... Like, he was like, admit it, guys. This is not working. Yeah. And actually... When she he, just won't put the fucking pasta in the fridge. I know. <laughs> she won't plump the cushions. When you think about it, this whole program is supposed to give people the support they need to improve their, like, patterns of behaviour, build solid relationships, be healthier versions of themselves with expert help. If you're being removed from that process, they're saying you're past help. Yeah. In this example, and that's that's a big thing to say to somebody. Mm-hmm. And I think they're directing it 99% at Brad. Mm-hmm. If not 100% at Brad, I don't know. But 
that's a big that's a big statement isn't it towards someone's character their behavior on the show yeah definitely but you like see, we think back sorry we think back to Harrison on the Australian one he was never removed his behavior was sometimes like appalling but Brad must have gone above and beyond that yeah well maybe maybe not that's my insight okay <laughs> can you can you expand no, on that yeah. well no. <laughs> that's all I'm saying <laughs> it's that with Harrison's perfect example it was, I was going to use myself I'd see on our feed people saying the experts should step in and get rid of him he's awful he's gaslighting did all the stuff we all yeah. we all know about Harrison and they didn't and I don't know if that was personally if it was necessary for him to step in because I'm not quite sure of Bronte's motivations at certain points mm-hmm. during during that particular series so I think what they've done here is thought, look, we don't even want to entertain that, the, even if this argument wasn't as bad as we suspect it was, it's obviously heading down a bad path. Mm. So at the first hint of any potential... Like blow-ups. Exactly. Or, yeah. Yeah, any Anything that might make the the programme, the network look bad, let's remove them. Because there's a point where you have to go... We can't have it both ways, and in we can't terms, be responsible. For yeah, this. you can't have the entertainment, and but genuinely put people in into a dangerous, mentally unsafe, you know, situation. I'm glad they did it. I am. I'm glad they did it because it speaks volumes, and it's you know, lots of young people watch the show. We know lots of older people listen to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Hi guys, but lots of younger people watch the show. And I, like I said on the last episode, I think it's really important. This behavior is called out. It's displayed for what it is. And it's, and it's described for all the red flags that it shows. You know, sorry, I'm not saying this very well, but I think it is basically a positive thing that that behavior was not tolerated, like yeah. full stop. And it was removed. Um, it's a shame in some respect, well, it's definitely a shame for Shona because she shined, she signed, she shined, <laughs> Shona shined up to the show and has now been put with someone, which means she's lost the whole opportunity mm-hmm. and just, I guess, come away with lots of lessons and lots of like heartbreak, but she's an amazing person and I'm sure she'll, she'll be fine, but it's just, I, I, yeah. it's a shame, isn't it? If you're, your whole experience is wrapped around someone else's like toxic- toxicity. Yeah, well, I've, she was clearly very confused. I mean, she said, I'm confused because I'll, there have been toxic moments, but a lot of it hasn't been. A lot of it's been really positive. But that is the, like, oh, that's the calling card of a toxic relationship where Brad was saying, but that's love. It's its ups, it's exactly. its downs. Yeah. It's these horrible downs where you just want to die. Like, <laughs> that's not love. Come on. Yeah. Love is like a level playing field where you can just relax and you know what to expect. You don't, well, you know, I'm sure everyone listening knows that, but it's just, it was odd and quite disturbing to hear them both talk about that they, yeah, I know, just those ups and downs. It's so toxic. Well, I thought it was interesting that actually Brad had changed tack on what he considers love to be. Because literally last week it was, if there's a slightest bit of friction, it's not for me. The universe has decided that's not yeah. right and I walk away. And this week it's, no, it's it's a roller coaster with um, dizzying highs yeah. and, and even worse lows. But that goes back to what Claire, our, our absent friend Claire was saying about how he's, who's that, your <laughs> wife? Um he's not consistent in his like no. in his like spiritual goals or his like meditate like all his thoughts and stuff he's not consistent nothing bothers him then suddenly everything bothers him mm-hmm. or love is calm and then suddenly love is wild so yeah ultimately i think it's a good thing they were removed and i think it says the right message but it's just a shame it's how it ended it was so oh. It was horrible. It was, yeah, it was, it was horrible. The And you could tell they had to sort of intervene. You know, it was obvious, clearly an unplanned thing for them not to come to the commitment ceremony. And then they had to record something with Paul and Mel mm. in uh, in their, their apartment because it was just all done on the fly kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Did you feel like, because when Mel was like, I hope you take some of these learnings with you, did you feel like that was falling on deaf ears with Brad? Because I did. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did. Have you seen... Um, see, this is where we get into the difficulties of, and I'm, I think we're going to come to this later about how much stuff we see online. Not just us, I mean, because all the cast members seem to be online so mm. much. But 
uh, in this instance, it's a useful thing. Did you see Shona's post that she... I did. I don't actually follow any of them at the moment because I don't want the spoilers. Right. And I don't like seeing like behind the curtain, like the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> um, but I did see it and it was very like strong and, and she, entered, she entered with a great line. Do you remember yes, the last that line? Yes, enjoy fucking the universe. <laughs> enjoy fucking the universe. <laughs> that really made me laugh. But yeah, it was a strong one and it was a good one. But yeah, I don't follow... I try and... I try and avoid all that as much as possible. Like we get sent things, don't we, about the show and it's spoilers and it's people's like talking to camera, the cast as they're watching it happen. Yeah. And I don't like all that because I want to watch as like a plain old viewer Mm -hmm. and have my natural reactions without knowing too much. But it's almost unavoidable for us, isn't it? It is. If we're doing this podcast, we get, you know, it's the nature of the the fact that actually the podcast is doing well which is obviously we're very yeah. grateful thanks for. guys <laughs> yeah, yeah but also stop sending us shit <laughs> <laughs> but it's not always these guys i get served things on like facebook or instagram yeah, or whatever yeah. but or twitter but sorry x no not x twitter but also um we want to protect you guys you the you the listener mm. I, I said to omar before i feel like a protective parent we're like I found out Father Christmas isn't real. I, want, I don't want you guys to find out Father Christmas isn't real. Because we do get sent things and it's like, it's not really fair when you do give so much of your life to watching a programme. Mm-hmm. You want to just see it play out organically without yeah. knowing, oh, that person's leaving in six weeks. And then you hear you hear stuff from the cast as well, like you say, from their lives and things. Like I heard someone, um, which I may or may not mention later, like saying... Well, one was Brad. One was Brad talking about the edit. I'm sick of hearing about the fucking edit. <laughs> Just take it on the chin. Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? We all know they've moved little things around, but they've, they've not made you into a totally different person. Your response in that situation was your response. I feel like you're probably clinging to things. If you feel like if you feel like the world's turning against you, you're going to cling. The edit is one of the only things you can cling to, isn't it? Because you yeah. can't say like, oh, it's just my born and bred personality. On the other hand, though, we do get some juicy gossip. Because so, <laughs> did you hear about Terence and Portia? I did a little bit, but again, I am I do try and avoid most of this stuff, but I heard the top line of, was it cutting up clothes? <laughs> yeah, so Terence came back to his apartment after a commitment ceremony, which I assumed to be the, the final, the commi- final commitment ceremony. He found that his clothes had been destroyed and uh, his watches had been smashed. <gasps> no way. <laughs> yeah, and... Um, Portia it was denies. a raccoon that let itself <laughs> yes. through the window. Well, Portia, Portia denies it. Um, the only people with access to the apartment were, were Terence and Portia. Um, Channel 4 have reimbursed Terence for all, all this. Oh, good old Channel 4. All, all those things. So, you know, obviously we don't, we're not making any accusations, but I mean, My it's a... goodness me. I yeah. think it was that raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, yeah, no, I saw the top line, but I didn't know about the watches. <laughs> One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. So, most of the drama actually happened last night. Spa day. The spa day. And I really feel like some of this stuff is orchestrated to create the drama but then the experts are like we've done this to see if they like respect and support their partners in the outside world i'm like no you've done this to see who snogs who in the in the jacuzzi um lots of stuff happened didn't it yeah well it's claire left a note actually so just with you mentioning the jacuzzi she was getting a bit put off by all the slow-mo <laughs> the slow-mo <laughs> yeah. taking off the robes and the yeah, little red exactly. bikinis sweeping back the wet hair and things <laughs> oh my like God. that. I mean, some of them look bloody amazing, but um, I feel... Well, no, I don't think we've seen this before. Have Correct me if I'm wrong. Have we seen them split up the groups 
girls and boys because sometimes we see a girls night boys night yes. and I love those because you get all the like gossip but <laughs> I don't I'm not sure we've seen them split up like mixed groups mm-hmm. away from their partners and sent them almost on like group dates yeah given them drinks and given them like half clad situations <laughs> and I feel like they are really setting it up for drama yeah like and let's then, call a spade a spade and then giving them questions as well exactly and like who would you it was like being in like like you say freshers week it's like who would you snog if you couldn't snog your partner? It's like, of course there's going to be drama. And then I think a lot of people will be talking about the frisson between Ella and JJ. Yeah, which I, I don't get. I, I do. Don't... I 100% get it because his type is, he keeps saying he likes girls that have had work done. Oh no, I don't mean that way around. I mean... <laughs> oh, why does she fancy him? Yeah. Well, I can... Yeah, it's, 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 it's not nice to see because you know they've both already been coupled up so I don't you know I don't want them to cheat but she's not getting any physical affection from Nathaniel mm-hmm. so she's looking for validation it's all very textbook she's looking yeah. for validation JJ's giving it JJ doesn't fancy Bianca he's looking to like get his end away he fancies mm-hmm. Ella so you can see why it's happening why was he so co- go back to the commitment ceremony again why was he so confused about what Bianca had said I have no idea because he's not been listening <laughs> he's clearly just been going la 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 and she's been saying all the stuff and then he pretended it was like a shock when yeah, she said yeah. on the sofa and, and she goes I'm sorry and goes hey, hey, no, I don't have to be sorry you don't have to be sorry it <laughs> seems like she does but she I'm sorry you feel that way do you, <laughs> know what, do you know what pissed me off a little bit it was like we've been we've been told that JJ is this big like fuck boy like everyone fancies him and I've been like really mm-hmm. but then when everyone had to pick who they fancied Erica and Ella both picked him well that's what I mean so he was a, he was made out to be this like player yeah and I'm like what is happening have I gone blind (laughs) and it sounds like we're being really harsh on JJ about how he looks and that no no he's not he's not he's not I can't speak he's not unattractive it's just he places himself so high above Bianca Mm -hmm. and into this like echelon of like LA celebs and Victoria's Secret models and then he's actually proving it to be almost correct because all the girls in the well Mm -hmm. two of the I don't know I don't know what to say anymore I feel like such a grandma sometimes like commenting (laughs) on people in their 20s and who they they fancy but yeah there was a lot of sexual tension wasn't there yeah it was it was putting me off (laughs) (laughs) you're ravioli yeah it it was just too much and it was so blatant it's like and Ella's Ella's going like oh I don't want to I don't want to have my head turned well don't fucking turn your head (laughs) (laughs) I actually in Ella's defence I was pleased when JJ had to pick between Erica and Ella. I don't think Erica needs the validation at the moment. She's got something going on with Jordan. Mm -hmm. And then I think Ella's feeling quite self-conscious that Nathaniel's not into her, not finding her attractive. So I know that's like not a nice situation, but when JJ had to pick who would he fancy out of Ella and Erica, I am glad he picked Ella. Right. And actually... I thought that was quite cool in a way because he knew she was trans and it was absolutely not an issue. Mm-hmm. So in a way, I was like, I had him pegged as a bit of an Essex boy who would have... So I don't know, I, I was pleased about that. Yeah, fair enough. But I mean, that's kind of neither here nor there I know, there I me. agree. I agree it's neither here nor there, but in a way it was like, oh, this is... Yeah, I, I liked that Ella was getting a little bit of that like attention adoration that she's been searching for i don't want them to cheat on their partners and i don't want bianca to get hurt i'm not sure nathaniel would care mm, no i really don't think nathaniel... he seems more into it now do you i just don't well i get not really i don't think he'd care at all <laughs> i mean like, prove me wrong i'd love to be proved wrong because ella wants it to work with nathaniel and now obviously she's like is her head going to be turned yes are they going to snog probably is that going to happen <laughs> tomorrow or next week probably but then, of course, the other drama... Erica. Erica and Tasha. As soon as she came came out to the towards the hot tub, Tasha's face just soured. I think, I think it's two things. I think sometimes you do just get... You do just dislike somebody and you can't put your finger on why. But you don't... Mm-hmm. As, as a grown-up, you don't act on it. You're still, like, nice to them. Mm-hmm. And Tasha was acting on it. I had a theory that I was running past Johnny. And it was... Tasha is used to volatile relationships. Yeah. She's in a really lovely, calm relationship with Paul. Mm-hmm. Does she have all this energy that has nowhere to go? <laughs> where she's like begging for a fight. Yeah, yeah. And she's just decided Erica is the nemesis. Because it feels a bit like she's not getting any of that with Paul. Yeah, yeah. 
which is lovely, but she needs to put it somewhere. Yeah, That's how I felt watching it. I was like, I don't think that she necessarily has a problem with Erica. I think she just needs to fight with somebody. And the thing is, before like we get into it too too deeply, I, I've, I've said a couple of times on previous episodes that I was expecting to dislike Erica and I don't know why there is something about her that is like when she was in the group and talking there's something in her mannerisms that are a little a little condescending a little patronising maybe I might be reaching a bit but there's something there that I can see why people take a bit of a dislike to her but on the whole she didn't really fucking do anything I know so my theory with that is that society asks women to be attractive but then punishes them if they know they're attractive right okay so Erica is somebody who knows she's attractive and she even has said like I'm a beautiful you know she said like I don't know why they don't like me maybe it's because I'm confident maybe because I'm, I'm beautiful so I think she's someone who knows she's attractive and wears it and flaunts it and carries it Mm-hmm. And then we don't like that in women. Mm-hmm. We don't like that confidence in women. So I think it leaves a weird taste in some people's mouths of like, ooh, she's too confident. Mm-hmm. She, do you know what I mean? She has that. Yeah. She walks into the room knowing she's beautiful, which she is. And then I think people want to bring somebody down a peg or two. We want people to be, we want women, I think as society, to be beautiful, but, not know, but be humble and not know they're beautiful. It's definitely a sentiment that's come up online where people are saying, She's a bit big-headed, yeah, talking about how yeah, good-looking she is. Yeah. And, and like, if I'm honest, I, she's not as good-looking as I thought she was going to be, if that makes sense. I think, she's, I think she has probably walked through life with quite a pretty privilege of, like, getting right. getting attention and, 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 like, certain things will come to her more easily than other people. Mm-hmm. But I don't quite understand. And that's not me defending it because it's not fair how she was treated at all. I couldn't quite see where it was coming from with Tasha. She's just decided that she didn't like well, her. Well, it's like, what do you think of the other couples here? And if your first interaction or exposure to the other couples was that dinner party, you would think, yeah, me and Jordan probably are probably one of the strongest. Yeah. One of the strongest ones. Yeah. And, and, then, is- um, and then Tasha was like, she's been here five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but do you need to be there any longer to see that Terence and Portia are like, everyone's getting off with each other all over the place. It's hardly smacks of stability yeah no it's just interesting wasn't it because it became like a match off of who was the best match and who was the worst match and Mm -hmm. it was like it was like this fight between everybody of who was lying about their relationship and who was genuine and who's who's better suited and and then obviously Tasha and Erica ended up being like the main confrontation this is what I was going to say was the little bit of condescension on Erica's part where she would say about Tasha and Paul that you know, everyone says you're, you're, you're strong, I haven't seen enough of you. Yeah. On paper, and logically, that makes sense. But the delivery yeah. and everything, there was a little subtext of like, yeah. you know, having a bit of a dig. Yeah. So I'm not saying it's totally one-sided, but I definitely think the majority of the blame here falls on falls on Tasha. And doing that thing of, uh, I'm not the only one who said it. There's loads of girls up there. Well, well who? I'll let them speak for themselves. That's, yeah. just, that's just classic bullying type. Thing. Everyone fucking hates you, you know. I think it was a thing of like closing ranks against the newcomers. A little bit of like, how dare they be doing well? We've been here, we've done the hard work for the last four weeks or three weeks. We've been putting in all this effort. How dare you swan in and be happy with Jordan? How <laughs> dare you be attractive and know you're attractive? All that sort of thing. So I think it was like everyone was trying to bring her down a peg or two, which isn't very nice behaviour, but that's what I think they were doing, potentially. But did, J- I mean, JJ offered his opinion. Uh, admittedly, he's he's... Fairly bland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he says everything with a sort of like shy smile, which makes him seem like less of a snake. I think JJ's almost got like, um, I don't know, he's got something about him. He does this sort of, do you know what I mean? Like a sort of shy smile. Uh-huh, yeah. And he sort of leans back into himself and it makes him seem less abrasive, where I think Erica is quite com- is quite confident and it's something that people maybe take mm-hmm. affront with. I don't know. Um, well, like, to, for example, again, to talk about some of her mannerisms and thing, doing the shh and then the hand gesture oh, kind of thing. Horrible. That would wind people oh, it up. Would That's me like. Up. Yeah. <laughs> the problem is, I just want an easy life, so I would never fight with anyone because I can't be asked. Yeah. And, like, I would just let things slide. And so maybe my boundaries aren't strong enough sometimes. Whereas when I see somebody really stand up for themselves, like, even what like Thomas did with Arthur, 
mm-hmm. or like Erica and Tasha both felt like they would maybe doing with each other. I'm just like, wow, I, I just couldn't be bothered to do that. I couldn't be bothered for the fights. I would just sit there and sort of sip my Prosecco and let everybody else <laughs> Yeah, like, I'm, I'm very placid. I'm, I'm happy to be drama adjacent. But I think I would just go home and slag them off behind their backs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the whole, I was surprised about Ella getting involved as well. I know. It was disappointing, wasn't it? I'm I'm a girl's girl. What the fuck does that mean for a start? And yeah, actually, go on. Do you know what that means? I know. Well, because Tasha's 25 and seems quite young in Mm. her in her mannerisms, and Ella feels a lot older, but she's only 29, so she's she's four years older than Tasha. But I have Ella as like a grown up, Mm -hmm. and Tasha was a little bit more of one of the younguns. Right. So when Ella waded in and was say and was agreeing with Tasha, I was like, oh, that's a bit of a shame because now it's like you're ganging up against Erica. Erica needs to be welcomed. She's one of the new people. So yeah, it was a shame. It was a shame that they, it felt like they were ganging up against Erica. And obviously Erica was left in tears by the end. Mm-hmm. Now there are people who are saying that Erica is doing a proper Karen thing where <laughs> yeah. she's, she's been a um, uh, bit passive aggressive throughout and it doing the whole you know we're, we're, yeah, I, I don't know yeah, yeah, I don't see it but everyone says you're a strong couple and then Car- when crocodile tears yeah exactly I mean the whole thing was just a bit pathetic from every angle like it wasn't really fair to treat Erica like that but Erica was sort of leaning into it a little bit with how condescending she was being mm-hmm. I don't know I, I just drama and, yeah. Prosecco, Prosecco drama <laughs> the whole um, and you, you alluded to it before as well about all this sort of language of like you know, getting up as though things are gearing up for a fight, but all that ever actually happens is someone storms out. I know. <laughs> it's like, they all storm out. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's just, maybe I'm just approaching 40 and I just haven't got the energy for it. <laughs> I haven't got the energy to storm out. My knees would be creaking as I stood up. <laughs> but give me a minute, everybody. I need to storm out. Let me finish my drink. Yeah, but it does feel like the drama's starting to really amp up, doesn't it? It does. Like this week, with we've lost Terence and Portia in a very dramatic way. We've lost Brad and Shona in a very dramatic way. Yeah. We've got these newcomers. Ooh, there's new newcomers. There's new newcomers. That I forgot about. Yeah. So we've got more people to learn. Yeah, there's going to be... Um, I think there's going to be same-sex couple. Yeah. You know when you're starting a new book and you take a deep breath because you're like, oh, I've got to learn all these characters. <laughs> you know when you like, can't be asked to start on page one. I'm like, oh, I've got more people coming in. I've got to try and remember their names. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, you know, I'm, I'm genuinely thinking, is it because have they brought in so... It feels like a lot of newcomers. So many. And it feels... But they're quite staggered. I wonder if it's because this next commitment ceremony, which I don't know if there's going to be a commitment ceremony next week. Why would there not be? Because I think there's going to be newcomers. Yeah, all that sort of business. I think it's going to end with a dinner party. I wonder if the next commitment ceremony is going to be going to be bloodshed. It's it's like Game of Thrones, (laughs) Red Wedding. Exactly. We're going to lose half your favourite characters talking about. That's the thing. You can't get you can't get attached to anyone. Not that I have. (laughs) Give or take. No, I just yeah, it's absolute carnage, isn't it? It's absolute carnage. We love it. (laughs) (laughs) Right, so I think we've covered everything. We came into this episode just with so much buzzing around our heads, but there's just been so much drama. So make sure you tune in on Tuesday. We'll have more to say from Monday night's episode. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Maths Hysteria. And we will try and help you next Tuesday work out who these these new couples are. We've got more new people (laughs) coming. And I'm just like, I can't keep up. So until then... Goodbye from me, Omar Abid. Goodbye from me, Sarah Clark. Goodbye um, from me, Claire. <laughs> <laughs> and until Tuesday, we're going to leave the process for our own best interests. Absolutely. Put us in a cold, dark room. <laughs> <laughs>